Hi everyone, this is Jacqueline with Sound Body Wisdom, wanting to let you know that if you are subscribing to this podcast through iTunes, you're only able to see the 10 latest episodes of the podcast. If you want to listen to earlier ones or see the full library, you can visit my website and check under the tab Podcasts. Also, as you may have noticed, I've slowed down with the publishing of episodes, and it's because I've been in full swing working on my book. The upcoming book title is Touching the Invisible, and it contains expanded information on the themes that I cover in this podcast series, as well as more insights, tools, and exercises. So if you're interested in learning more about the book or have questions that you'd like addressed in the podcast, please email me at my website, soundbodywisdom.com. So thanks, and enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Jacqueline with Sound Body Wisdom. In today's episode, I want to talk about how we can find our personal empowerment through choice. You know, over time or through conditioning and biology, we sometimes we sometimes narrow our perspective of ourselves and and life situations, and it's ends up limiting our ability to see the myriad of choices in any given moment. So why not widen our scope through our awareness and curiosity and and discover the multitude of options around us for how we might feel, perceive, think, or, or act in relation to just about any situation or different people, any circumstance. You know, and I realize that keeping our choices limited you know, it might feel easier at times. And I've certainly had people express to me that having more options can feel overwhelming and that keeping it sort of small, it, it, it brings a sense of safety or control. And I totally get that. But, you know, I'm simply suggesting you become aware of the possibilities. You know, ultimately, you don't ever have to choose to feel or act differently. And even when we continue to choose what's familiar, the practice of expanding our awareness of other possibilities, it's a profound tool in this complex world of being human. So I imagine that all of this can sound a bit vague. So let me offer some examples. So a possible scenario, let's say, let's say I'm having a disagreement with a friend and you know I walk away feeling really committed to the perception that they're wrong and I'm right and I just perceive the situation in black and white terms. And I, I can certainly stay in this perception and you know, whatever happens will happen. But because I am who I am and I am curious, I can also begin to question elements of the situation without placing blame or a sense of right and wrong. If I allow myself to soften, I can begin to see more options of perspective and viewpoint that lead me into like a wider circle of possibility. So these new possibilities of thinking, they can help me shift out of my old conditioning and my limited perspective. So again, when when I let go of attachment to the familiar of I am right, then suddenly, you know, anything is possible as far as my ability to choose a new reaction, a response, a feeling, or even to just become more compassionate. You know, and I know at first, it can feel more vulnerable to let go of attachment and and open up to a new perspective. But ultimately, it really helps us grow. And in that, I think there's greater freedom. So for me, when I find myself in any situation like this, 
I often walk away and then I begin to ask myself questions, you know, as if I were like a neutral bystander. I ask gentle and probing questions into my behavior, you know, thoughts, emotions. And, and I also look to uncover as many ideas about the other person's behavior without ever knowing what might be more or less valid. But I just explore. So the key for me is always just being curious, but not attached to finding an answer per se. Because in the alchemy of human interactions, I found that there's rarely a single answer or, or reason. And I know that when, when I describe it here, it sounds so neat and tidy, but believe me, you know, sometimes my own process might be a little messy as I sort through my emotions and my protective ego. But this method of black and white thinking, the one or another as the only possibilities, you know, it's a prevalent form of human assessment. I think we take comfort in having an answer as opposed to seeing that many possibilities or, or just not knowing is possible. And yeah, sometimes we have past experience that informs us. And this really is a fundamental way in which we learn. You know, for example, I, I touched the hot toaster, I burnt my finger, and now I know not to touch it again. So we come to know our world through this process. And it often works really well, but there is a whole realm of situations that aren't so matter of fact. Remembering this can actually be liberating. When we limit ourselves to only seeing things as it's this way or it's that way or they're this or they're that, how does that ever truly serve us or, or serve others or the world that we live in? All right. Another example of limited perception is how we might feel about something that's happened in the past. We often unknowingly sort of assign a particular emotion to an event and, and perhaps don't take the time to notice there might be a multitude of other possible emotions that are also and equally true. At any point, we have the power to choose how we feel and perceive. Even if the predominant emotion is, is sad or happy, these are most likely accompanied by aspects of other feelings because emotions have overtones of other emotions and we're able to find variation in our experience when we steer clear of focusing on the singular. When we open ourselves to a greater range of possibilities, we might discover new information about how we can relate to an event and then gradually begin to integrate what we discover and therefore we're shifting how we label it and how we experience it. So anytime we simply react or follow our habitual emotional response to any situation or memory, we minimize our personal potential because we forfeit choice. Each of us is amazingly complex and has a continuous system of, of thoughts and feelings flowing through. And due to conditioning or biology, we might end up having the same perspective, thoughts and feelings time after time. You know, a good metaphor might be comparing this constant stream of thoughts to something like a river. And in this sense, we're immersed in a river constantly. You know, the river being these thoughts and feelings. And you see the same rocks over and over again along the banks of this river. You might also attempt to cling to the same branch at a certain point. But through practice, opening our focus, letting go of attachment, we may begin to see the sky the trees, colors, and even the horizon. Why not open our personal lens and practice taking in all that's possible? Why not allow a little bit of surrender while in that river of thought and emotion and see where it takes you? 
You can always return to the safety of the familiar rocks or the branch. But what if you choose to expand the landscape of possibility? What if you were able to perceive other thoughts, feelings, perspectives in the landscape beyond what's been familiar? Okay, so try this. The next time you find yourself in a situation of maybe challenging emotions or a conflict or just a conditioned reaction, try to imagine everything you're thinking and feeling as this river. And by this, I mean, let go. Try to just consciously flow with it without getting stuck on one thought or one feeling. Open your vision to seek out other possible thoughts, ideas, perspectives, and flow along with them too, without limitation. Let yourself soften as you look around and see what else there is and be curious. Remind yourself, you can always choose when you want to narrow your vision, grab that familiar branch or rock. But just right now, see if you can surrender. For just a few moments, see if you can sense that there are other possibilities for how you might choose to see, to feel, and think. Notice how it feels to let go of the certainty or the attachment to feeling or thinking a specific way. See where the river takes you and just allow yourself to have a new experience, no matter how small it is. And as you soften, you might find that you're able to be with your habitual ways of seeing things while simultaneously opening to a new landscape in the present. From there, you'll be able to make new choices as far as how you want to flow in this river of your experiences. (laughs) And who knows, you might even have some fun splashing around a little bit. All right, let me share a personal story because I think it's a good example of what I'm trying to describe. And the story is probably one of the greater defining stories in my life, and it really had an incredible impact on so many aspects of who I am. My grandmother died when I was 12, and there was a consequent sort of chain of significant events which contributed to her death being sort of emotionally and psychologically complex. You know, and I've spent quite a bit of time in the past few decades unfolding the layers of this grief and the loss and and really the story of it all. So the other day as I was talking to a friend about how things unfolded with her dying and, you know, overflowing with all the years of sort of personal reflection and insight, I realized that I was still choosing to perceive her dying as as tragic and something that was negative. And as I softened and allowed myself to be curious, I discovered so many other truths, you know, the truth that life unfolds with unknowable blessing and challenges, that it's up to me as far as how I carry those memories, how I tell those stories, how I let it permeate my sense of being in the world. You know, as a child, I couldn't do that. The only choice I knew was what was happening all around me, and, and that was grief and, and deep loss, and, and that's what I carried with me unquestioned into adulthood. You know, and after all, this, this seemed like a reasonable story, so why would I ever question it? But I, I choose to question it because I realized that only feeling the grief and the loss, it perpetuated the perception of negative or tragedy in some way. And when I allow myself to be in the river of thoughts and emotions, and let all perspectives wash over me, that is when I see there are so many other elements to the landscape other than the rocks of grief and loss. 
You know, the other day I wasn't clinging to a branch where all I could see was the story of this as a sad tragedy. When I allowed myself to keep moving through the waters of possibility and not remain stuck in one perspective, I could recognize I am amazingly who I am because of her passing and, and everything that followed. And that it's absolutely possible to be with the grief while I honor the joy of being a part of her life, part of her death, and also recognize that there was so much more than just loss, that her dying was not just an end. I mean, it really planted seeds of beginning within me. And from here, I'm able to feel appreciation for all aspects of both her life and death. You know, arriving in this perspective, it's taking curiosity and permission and and yeah, there are still times I forget and I just revert back into the habits of grief alone. And I could easily stay attached to the familiar perspective of sad tragedy. But through practice, I have found other truths and, and through this, I have found greater love and appreciation and freedom. You know, and I believe this is true with most aspects of our stories, of our memories and our lives. So why not be curious? Why not just gently unfold layers and discover new possibilities of how you feel and think in your skin and in the world? You know, we have this possibility every day, every moment. Perhaps just pick one and see what you find. Why not? Okay, thanks for spending this time with me. This has been Jacqueline with Soundbody Wisdom. Take care. Thank you.